Hi, and welcome into our podcast, The Quacks, a podcast about longevity. This is the place where you can learn how to get healthy and stay healthy naturally. We're glad you joined us today. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome into The Quacks. I'm Dr. Alan Miner, and uh, we have a whole crew in here today with us. We're talking about the flu shot, and man, is that ever popular right now. I have Dr. Patrick Flores with us, Dr. Adrian Velasquez. And Dr. Rod Justice, who is our COO here at HealthQuest. So welcome, everyone. Uh, let me give you an overview. I want to tee everyone up because uh, it's the end of the year right now. And there's this period between uh, the end of October and the end of January, which is absolute prime time to market the cold and flu season. I ran into a convenience store the other day, and they're doling out flu shots in there. Uh, here's our message and we'll be real blunt about it friends don't buy into it it's not like the viruses and bacteria are making a migration to your area all of a sudden right it's not like all of a sudden uh you know all these germs just popped up in the world that you live in what happens is this it's prime time for a huge run of poor lifestyle habits that make you susceptible to ill health and the onslaught of overindulgence and sugar starts at halloween and it barely gets any kind of reprieve before maybe like Christmas, you know, parties, New Year's. Um, and it continues into January and everyone just feels like crap. And they want to get out of that discomfort and that dis-ease and, you know, now cue the New Year's resolutions. And so this November, October to January time period is often filled with all kinds of immune suppressing activities. Decreased sleep, increased stress from overspending, poor eating, relationship stress, too much sugar, too much alcohol and a general decrease in healthy habits. We feel too busy to exercise our bodies, our minds, our digestive systems. We feel it isn't time to kick health into high gear. I mean, we've always noticed a drop in our practices this time of year as people's attention seems to shift to, to these other things. Um, some of us feel that, you know, hey, forget it, screw it. We're already, you know at holiday parties and we'll just go for it one last time before January comes along. Uh, unfortunately though, these lifestyle choices make you the perfect breeding ground for ill health. You're an absolute open door for thousands of viruses and bacteria that exist in our environment 365 days a year. So what's our advice friends? Don't buy into it. You're strong, you're healthy, you're vital. Treat your mind and body with the respect it deserves and stick to your healthy habits during these holidays. Yeah, indulge a little, but don't make indulgence your norm. Our suggestion is simple. Exercise four or five days a week, even if it's just a 30-minute walk. Get adjusted regularly. It, of course, abuse, uh, boosts your immune system in a huge way. We've done a whole podcast on that. You can check out. And it releases stress across your nervous system. Meal plan. Friends, healthy eating doesn't just happen by accident. We've done podcasts on that. And then set a budget for the holidays and stick to it. We want you to do what makes you happy during the holidays, but in a way that keeps you healthy. You know, you're not going to get sick. You're going to stay healthy because that's the way you're designed to be. That's not what the world would tell you right now, though. They would tell you you have a shortage of flu vaccine in your body, and that's what you need to be healthy. So, all right, docs. Who wants to jump in? Dr. Adrian, where are you at with this? Well, the, the thing is that we do have to understand is Big Pharma, they understand this, which is why they push the market right now because they know the stress that is in our lives on a regular daily basis from now on to the end of the year. And they recognize this. They recognize that we're stressed. 
and we're putting junk into our bodies and we're just creating stress and chaotically in our, in our lives with all of the activities and things that we put on our calendars and agendas throughout the days and the weeks and, and the months to come towards the end of the year. So we're not obviously outside. We're not being exposed to getting sunlight and vitamin D because we're covering up because it's a little bit colder. So that doesn't help our immune system. So they recognize this. So they try to give us this solution as to getting a flu shot which we know that that's not ideal because of the toxins that are involved in those, those vaccinations. And it's just not a good way to, to put that into our body and then create other side effects that can be as a result of that. And it's really simple, uh, like you mentioned uh, in the beginning, that we just really need to not indulge too much. If we need to indulge, maybe just let it be just a little bit, but we need to make sure that we are exercising, we're getting good quality sleep, we're, we're making sure that we're making our, our visits, our regular scheduled adjustments to really help our immune system and our nerve system to, to adapt to the stress that's going to come in our lives during this time of the year. Yeah, hands down, as we say, our families are freakishly healthy who get adjusted regularly and their bodies are better adapted to deal with all these different stresses. What about the stats, Dr. Pat, of, of the flu vaccine? I mean, what is it? What, how are they figuring that out? I mean, what, what can you share with us just from a, a science perspective about this? Well, stats aren't really good for the people that are most um, susceptible to the flu. And that those are like infants and toddlers and then also those over 65 years of age. So they're already immunocompromised because of other factors. But the statistics and research into those age groups isn't really good. So they really kind of bank on showing us how effective it is in people that are already healthy. And most of the time they say it's about 50 to 60% effective in maybe getting you to avoid the flu. And that's not good enough, you know what I mean? And those, that's already that population that's healthy, that should be healthy, should be fighting things through your immune system effectively, and it's just not good enough. So the CDC wants everybody six months and older to get a flu vaccine, basically. So, And these vaccinations, just like Dr. Adrian was saying, they're toxic. There's a lot of really bad side effects to these vaccinations, and it's really not worth it to have something that they don't research very good going into it. They really base these... Um, flus off, which one they think might be the most prevalent that year. So every year we see um, influenza changing. It's like bacteria, it's like fungi. Everything changes and adapts over time. It's the same exact thing with, um, with influenza. So we hear swine flu, H1N1, all these different types of flu every year. It's going to change and adapt. The best thing for us to do is just adapt our bodies to that. Strengthen your immune system, and that's always the best way. Don't fight these statistics. Don't look at the statistics. Just... If you know you're healthy, you know in the age group where you should be healthy, then just work on yourself and adapt your own body so you can fight those things off. Yeah, they actually, I think, go to Asia and figure out what the most prevalent strains are there and figure they're going to migrate over and try to guess. And I think most years you hear a report that, oh, we got it wrong this year. And of course, we always see how many people get the flu shot and end up getting the flu after. Uh, nowadays, for all, all of our healthcare workers, how many people are literally bullied and chained into doing these shots, forced to be an outcast? We have some folks we take care of that they make wear masks and just really make kind of an example of them like, oh, how dare you not not buy into this general uh, thinking of a, of a flu shot. So many more problems with it. And somebody touched on the toxicity of it. What happens there, friends, is, you know, they've taken some kind of virus. And the problem right away here is if you do breathe in a bug or a germ, you breathe it in. It comes, you eat it, it comes into your, respira your respiratory system. 
you know, it's not really designed to poke through your skin and go into your blood. And so that immediately short circuits your natural immune defenses of how it would naturally build immunity to something. Uh, secondly, then, they want to get a huge titer from any kind of vaccine or flu shot. So that's why they put, there's still thimerosal and mercury and a lot of strains of flu. Uh, is that right, Dr. Pat? Yeah, they, I know they've eliminated that from a lot of vaccinations, but that's bad stuff. I mean, they clear out a school if a thermometer breaks, and yet they put that in a, in a flu shot. Uh, they add other things like aluminum and different things that basically make your immune system kind of freak out when they inject that into your body. And the idea being that your, your immune system will have a bigger response and you'll have bigger immunity. Uh, the weird thing to me is just watch how hard it is to find out what the heck's in a flu shot. I mean, I can find out what's in a package of Doritos a lot more easily than I can what's in these things. Which just that alone as a concerned parent makes me say, time out, why is this so difficult to find out where this stuff is coming from and what's happening? Uh, so, Dr. Rod, I've got to do a brief introduction. This is your first time on the podcast. Uh, Dr. Rod uh, is retired from private practice in Atlanta, in the Atlanta area, and he's moved out to New Mexico, and he's joined on to, to help our company and our docs. Uh, Dr. Rod, where, is, where does your mind go with the flu shot? I mean, I think you probably, I don't mean to date you, but you were practicing probably before <laughs> flu shots were even a thing, right? <laughs> so, jump in. I'd love to hear your insights into chiropractic and the flu shot. Thank you, Al. <laughs> um, one of the big things about the flu shot that people don't realize is that it is dangerous. Uh, my wife is a nurse, and every time that they uh, start vaccinating the staff with the flu vaccine every year, she tells them, she tells everybody, you watch two weeks to the day after you take this thing, this place is going to be empty of nurses because they start dropping like flies. They get sick from it. They have to cut surgeries, they have to do everything because the staff isn't there. They can't function in two weeks. And um, it, it, it's dangerous. It's plain and simple dangerous. Not to everybody, but certainly to a, a select portion of the population. Uh, the research tells us right now that uh, elderly folks, um, the vaccine works maybe 30% of the time. Maybe. That's if they get the mix right as far as which strains are out there. And there's hundreds of strains of the flu vaccine out there. And we generally uh, vaccinate for three, I think, every year is the mix. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's four. So, <laughs> four. So four out of hundreds. Uh, good luck in, in guessing the right one. Um, but in the elderly population, the, the research tells us that if you are uh, taking the flu vaccine more than three years in a row, you stand something like 10 times the chance of getting Alzheimer's. Now, from the flu vaccine itself, probably not. But certainly from the aluminum they put in there, the thimerosal, the mercury-based stuff in there, uh, if somebody has a propensity toward Alzheimer's, the last thing you want to do is start dumping more mercury in there and more aluminum and things that are absolutely going to make it worse. So that's one of the problems that I personally have with uh, you know, the, the, the local stop and rob handing out flu vaccines like they're going out of style is nobody's asking these questions. Have you had any uh, reactions to aluminum-based uh, adjuvants in the past? You know, nobody's looking at health records in the past uh, of patients. So it's, it's, it's a safety issue. It absolutely is a safety issue. Uh, the CDC says something like 30,000 people a year die from the flu vaccine. That's a stretch. That's a stretch. It's more along the lines of less than 1,000, if I'm not mistaken. 
And generally the people that are going to die from the flu would die if they got a cold. So they're, they're teetering on the edge anyway. And we can just blame it on the flu and, and bolster our numbers. So uh, there's a lot of monkeying with the numbers going on. Um, it's not as effective as it should be. And it is toxic and dangerous to a lot of people. So absolutely. Be careful, folks. Be careful. Be very careful. Dr. Pat, uh, both you and Dr. Rod, your significant others are in the nursing world. Uh, that's something that bothers me. We've always gotten to take care of a lot of nurses in our practices. I think nurses, for whatever reason, understand chiropractic because they understand the, the concept of, of what, how can I make this body healthy instead of waiting until something happens to try to treat something from the outside in, which is essentially what the flu shot's doing. What can I do to make my body healthier so that it can fight all these bacteria and virus on their own? And remember, friends, we started off saying these things are around you every day anyways. You know, back when we were in school, we had to go do a swab off the desks and chairs, and we grew tuberculosis and staph and all kinds of disgusting stuff that none of us had. But it was all around us. And, you know, as always, the funny thing there is that the, the cleanest thing in the whole, was it the same for you guys? What was the cleanest thing? The cleanest thing was probably, I think it was a urinal. I think yeah. someone a urinal. <laughs> Ours was the toilet seat. Every time, nothing, itself. nothing would grow yeah. on the toilet seat, but the desk would be growing the most nasty stuff. <laughs> so, so what is that? I mean, this stuff's all around you every day. I start off saying this stuff doesn't like migrate in when the weather changes. So, anyways, nurses tend to just kind of intuitively, I think, innately understand. And you're actually, your wife is a trained nurse too. I just put that together. All of you have significant others who are nurses. But there's this understanding we, we typically see, not always, where nurses just get like, boy, it's a lot easier to stay healthy than to get in this position where somebody's having to come into the hospital. Um, I don't know. Any insights that anything come to mind just from that, you know, because it's interesting in your homes, you've got two perspectives. You've got the traditional outside in and of course as you all know the system works so good in emergencies but man the second you step outside of that emergency it's not health that's being created it's it's the treatment of disease and illness that's so different than this conversation what are your thoughts dr yeah i mean my my immediate thought goes to it's not that we we get sick it's what we do that causes our body to not respond and it causes those symptoms that we have and like you mentioned, there, there's different strains of all types of bacteria and viruses that are always out there. And it's unfortunate because of the lifestyles that we live, the things that we do, the things that we don't do enough of uh, that causes our immune system to be suppressed. And then we do get exposed to that bacteria or virus or whatever it is, and then it causes our body to, to, to get sick. And we think, oh, I, I got sick because you know, so-and-so had it, and it's, well, not really that. It's because your immune system was affected because of actions that you took leading up to that. So it's really helping people to kind of be accountable of their actions and, and educate them and to help them understand how the body works and what they can do to really have that function great at all times uh, throughout the day and throughout their lives. That's an interesting concept, Dr. Rod. The, the basic premise that you're accountable for your health, that you can't just show up and have somebody magically fix you like Star Trek, that would be really cool. But that's really not health, is it? What are your thoughts on that? No, it's not. Um, I, one of the reasons I think nurses have such a, a, a good grasp of what it is that we do here is, is that uh, now my, my wife is a, tra a surgical trauma nurse, so she's 
in with the big guns when somebody really, really needs medical care, okay? And the job of a nurse in the OR is not to just hand people stuff and say, Here, here's what you need. The nurse is the patient advocate. They're there for the patient's protection. And they take it real seriously when somebody tries to do something that's going to adversely affect that patient's health care, okay? Um, they make sure that the drug, it's the right drug if they need it. They make sure it's the right dosage. They make sure it's given at the right time. Um, but they also make sure that nobody else is going to do anything stupid to harm that patient's health. So nurses already understand that basic concept that, hey, if we just get out of the way and let this patient's body do what it has to do, might need a little help on occasion if it gets hit by a bus, okay? Mm -hmm. But basically, it's a, they, know, they understand the concept that it's a self-healing, self-repairing, self-maintaining organism that doesn't need a lot of help in ordinary situations. So nurses are, are really good chiropractic patients. I've always loved nurses, not only because I'm married to one, but because they're, they're great patients and they understand that concept. Dr. Patton, what are your thoughts? Well, my wife, just being more in like a Western medicine background, it's taken some time, of course, but it's like with all our patients, it's about education. I mean, I think I bug her so much with all I tell her about um, just things to think about. She was used to, when we first met, getting sick, having a cold, taking something, you know what I mean? Being reactive, trying to treat the symptom, taking NyQuil so she feels better. And now I see her last week, she even had some congestion. I was really proud. I was high-fiving her because like, you didn't take anything. <laughs> like, it was really awesome to see just because she wasn't, she knows exactly what's happening with her body. If she just treats her body, takes her vitamins, eats well, she's going to get over it fast. You know what I mean? And it was really cool to see. And she wasn't being reactive. She's being proactive. And she's been a lot better over the years just because of education, just telling her what those medications, the side effects, and how it's not really changing anything. You know what I mean? It kind of makes her feel better for a few hours and wears off and you're back to square one, if not worse. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're not doing those things that are good for your body. You're not making those good choices during that time to get well in general. So it is, again, just being proactive instead of reactive. That's what chiropractic's all about. And that's what we always want to educate our patients to do, make those good choices. Of course, like you said, indulge a little bit this time of year, but it's starting to get cold, starting to get dark earlier. We just have to think about those things, not be so convenient with things, actually work to obtain that really good health and just think about that through that lens, you know what I mean? We've done an entire workshop on immune system, so please go check that out on, on basic concept of how you, you keep your body healthy. Uh, and, and maybe if nothing else, friends, just understanding that uh, you're not alone. I think a lot of people just on a gut level go, this doesn't, I don't like doing this. This doesn't seem fun. And, and yet there's such a front out there that seems like, well, I'm, I'd be weird to not do this. Well, guess what? You're not. There's a lot of people that opt out of, of these flu shots that just go, you know, I really don't think this is worth it. This is, seems more of a moneymaker than really any kind of legitimate thing that's helping people's well-being. And so you're not alone. Please know that. And uh, as always, our goal is to provide a resource for you, uh, to support you so that your family is as healthy as possible because we've all been there. And having a healthy family uh, pays itself back in spades. You're going to spend money somewhere on health care. So much better to do it keeping your health, enjoying your health, than having to end up in an emergency room running across one of our docks wives <laughs> trying to save the day so with that said thank you for listening to the quacks we'll be back soon with another podcast have an amazing day bye
Thank you for joining us today on The Quacks, the podcast about longevity. Be sure to tune into our next show. Have an amazing, healthy, blessed, abundant week. <laughs>